Let's open our Bibles to the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 13 to verse 15. James is in the New Testament towards the end. Hallelujah. James chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. And I read, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the first thing he said is, anyone among you suffering? He said, what is the solution? Let him pray. Let him pray. Hallelujah. Amen. As a song that said, why worry when you can pray? Hallelujah. So the song says, Why do you worry when you can pray? It says, Anyone suffering, it says, Let him pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. In verse 14, it says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. You see, everything is going back to prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 15, he said, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Hallelujah. Now, we see that prayer has been so vital and important in our day-to-day life and our work with God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, faith itself does not thrive in isolation. Amen. Amen. There's some of us who claim that we have faith and then we shut our mouth believing that we say we have faith I have faith there is a school of thought that when you pray or you ask God for something then you have to just keep your mouth shut and forget about it that it's going to come amen I want to tell you that that's not it's not appropriate hallelujah it's not appropriate faith does not stand alone faith is not a stand alone it needs certain ingredients it needs some aid it needs aid it needs help so that I can try. Praise the name of the Lord. Faith flourishes in prayer. Faith is like a fish released in a pool of water when we add prayer and all persistent and continuous prayer to our faith. Praise the name of the Lord. So faith moves faster, it works faster. It yields results quicker in your pool of prayers. When we raise, when we create a pool of prayer around our faith, it makes it to thrive. Praise the name of the Lord. In book of Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, the 
The Bible told us, it said we should be earnest. Romans 12, verse 12. They rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Praise God. Rejoicing in hope. Are you, are you expecting something? Are you anticipating something? Are you expecting a miracle? That's it. Be rejoicing about it. Amen. As many of us who pray and begin to doubt whether it will come, the Bible says what to do is what? Be rejoicing. Have you asked God for something? Be rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoicing. Amen. You're believing God for a child. You're believing God for admission. You're believing, believing God for your healing. You're believing God for a new job. You're believing God for a promotion. Because you're rejoicing in hope. In other words, hope, hope suffices. Hope prevails in rejoicing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I once had a story of a community that had no rain for a very long period and the community decided to gather together one day so they can go and pray for rain to come. And when they were all going, when they all gathered, one very small boy among them took his umbrella with him. And they asked him, why are you carrying an umbrella? The boy asked them again, aren't we going to pray for rain? If the rain started, I'm going to use my umbrella. Amen. That is a boy that has hope. He pray, he believes that prayer will work. Amen. Many of us we pray and we look back and we doubt our prayers. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now listen to this. The Bible says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, and continuing, continuing steadfastly in prayer. So prayer is a continuous matter. Hallelujah. Prayer is not a one-off attempt and you go. You must learn to tarry and to be persistent and continuous in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. In James chapter 5 verse 16, the Bible says, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, faith works in collaboration with prayer. Faith works in collaboration with prayer. You need to add prayer to your faith, friend. In book of Mark, Gospel according to Saint Mark chapter 11, verse 24, the Bible told us, and it said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now you see, prayer and faith working together. Believe that you receive them. Whatever you ask in prayer. So you cannot isolate faith from prayer. Neither can you take prayer away from faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Without prayer, faith alone is dead. Amen. Without prayer, faith is dead. Praise the name of the Lord. Without prayer, faith alone is dead. 
The Bible told us in James chapter 2 verse 17 and verse 26, it said, faith without work is dead. And what is the work the Bible is talking about? The Bible told us again in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3, it's talking about, it said we should keep on the work of faith. There is a work of faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Prayer is part of the work of our faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, prayer, prayer is an articulated faith. Praise God. Prayer is an articulated praise. When I mean articulated faith. When you articulate your faith, that is prayer. So if you say you have faith and you could not articulate it, it is nothing. It dies within you. It's just a wish. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not just a wish. It's just a desire. Hallelujah. But when you began to pray, that is when you begin to articulate your faith. Began to speak your faith out. And the Bible says, as you have spoken in my ear, it says, so will I do. Hallelujah. So God, that God is now bound to do what you have spoken in his hearing. So faith without prayer may not yield the desired, the desired result. Praise the name of the Lord. James chapter 1, verse 6. James chapter 1, verse 6. The Bible says, But let him ask in faith. That is prayer. Articulating your faith. Praise God. It's articulated faith. He said, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So when we pray, we articulate our Faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't ever shut your mouth. When David met Goliath, he didn't shut his mouth. He kept articulating his faith. He kept talking about his faith. He kept talking about his faith. He's talking about, about what God has done. And he began until he got to the mountain. He hit the man down. He never stopped talking. Praise God. He told him, I will feed your head to the best of the, of the field today. He told him, you are circumcised Philistine. You have come against the army of the Lord. He kept telling him, he did not shut his mouth. Many of us, we have shut our mouths for so long and we are waiting. We can wait for heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is better you get back to the to the hall of prayer and begin to pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So many people are the school of thought that whatever will be, will be. That's a lie. Whatever will be, will not be. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever will be, will never be. Praise God. Unless somebody have to turn his hand. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I said prayer is an articulated faith. The next thing we need to know is that praying, praying to God is an indication that we believe in Him. Praying to God is an indication that we believe in Him. Praise the name of the Lord. It's an indication that we believe in Him. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. The Bible says about Jesus Christ. He said, Who in the days of His flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with the emmet cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was had because of his godly fear. You see, in the Bible says, in the day of his flesh, he cried to the one that is able to save him. Hallelujah. 
He cried to God in prayer. He cried to the one that is able to save him. I don't know who is able to save you. Hallelujah. If it is God that is able to save you, why don't you cry to him? God will not just move into action because you are looking gentle or, or innocent. Hallelujah. He's not going to just walk in because you have been so quiet and so patient. Hallelujah. God will, will, will move into action for those who will cry, who will call upon him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus Christ, even though he even though he is the Son of God, the Bible says he, he cried with so many tears in prayer to God, who is able to save him from death. Hallelujah. And God had him because of his obedience. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So praying to God is an indication that we believe in him. Persistent prayer indicates that we trust him. Amen. You know, the first is that praying is an indication that we believe in him. Now, persistent prayer. When we persist in it, we persist in our prayer, it that indicates that we trust him. Praise God. Because when we pray the first time, we believe in him. Now, when it seems that the answer did not come, you can go to bed and sleep and forget about it. But when you are persistent, it means you trust him that he will do, he's able to do it. So you are not going to give up. Hallelujah. In 2 Peter chapter 18, we saw the story of Elijah. Elijah prayed the first time because he believed in God. So when the prayer, he didn't see the result, he prayed the second time because he trusted him. Amen. Because he trusted God. So he prayed the second time, the third time, the fourth time, fifth, sixth, seventh. He kept praying because he trusted him. Hallelujah. So prayer is also is a form of trust. Prayer indicates our trust. It shows our level of trust in God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a song where my mother loves to sing. It says, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Hallelujah. That is, you should trust. Trust is very, very important when we walk with God. And our persistent prayer, persistence in prayer shows to us, it indicates that we trust God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God relates with us through prayer. Amen. Prayer is a relationship with God. Amen. Our prayer is our relationship with God. And God relates with us. God gives us instructions. God gives us information. God speaks to us. God gives us, God deals with us in many areas, in many dimensions. Through prayer, in Acts the first chapter fifteen, verse one to three, Moses and went there and said, and said, "In those days there are some prophets and teachers." And when they began to pray, began to minister to the Lord, the Lord said to them, "Separate for me Paul and Barnabas for the work which I have sent them." Hallelujah. It was in the place and in the time of prayer that the Lord ministered to them. So God relates with us through prayer. So prayer is very, very key and very, very essential. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in verse 3, Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. But it is in the place of prayer that God ministered to us. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Prayer is a medium where we connect God. We connect God through prayer. We connect God through prayer. Hallelujah. Our prayerlessness incapacitates God. Our prayerlessness incapacitates God. In other words, it makes him handicapped. That is, it will not do or it will not do what he would have done for us since we do not ask of him. Hallelujah. Joe Wesley rightly said, I perceived that God does nothing unless someone asks for it. There are so many of us, the peace that we enjoy today are the outcome of somebody's prayer. The peace that we enjoy, they are outcome of somebody's prayer. Somebody is praying somewhere. Somebody is praying for the rain that you enjoy. Somebody is praying for the sun that you enjoy. The peace that is in the nation. Somebody is interceding and praying for it. The grace of God in the church. Somebody is there. Some people are interceding and praying for the church. That's why you come to the church. You see the atmosphere filled with the glory of God, the power of God. You see the ambience. And because when you came often and you are enjoying it without doing anything, somebody is praying for it. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody is doing this. Somebody is asking God for what we enjoy. And the world today is also enjoying that the Christian, the church, is praying for the world. And that's what the world is enjoying today. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the book of John chapter John chapter 16 verse 23 to 24 John 16 verse 23 to 24 The Bible says And in those days I mean, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you, verse 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive. And your joy will be full. See, he said you have not asked. The problem is not as it's not that there is no answer. The problem is not that are, God is not willing to answer you. But the problem is that you have not asked. Praise God. He said, ask, ask, ask until your joy is full. God is not, God did not limit, did not put you on a budget. Amen. God did not place you on a budget. You have unlimited budget. All he wants to do is to ask him. Say, until your joy is full. All round, all round fullness of joy. Until your joy is full. In every dimension of your life. Until your joy is full. Say, ask, ask. Until your joy is full. Praise the name of the Lord. I don't know which area or which part of your life that needs the fullness of joy. Is it your health, your finances, your marriage, your 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 your, your, your academics, your whatever it is in any area of your life, your ministry? Ask until your joy is full. Hallelujah. In other words, prayer is reciprocal to answer. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer is directly reciprocal to answer. The 
extent you pray determines the extent the answer will come. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, like I said, our prayerlessness has incapacitated God a lot. He has not allowed God to do what He would have done for us. Why? Because we are prayerless. Because nobody is asking God. Nobody is praying for Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whenever God wants to wrought great deliverance or revival, He looks for a man to pray it through. Whenever God wants to do something, whenever God wants to deliver a nation, He looks for Him. He doesn't just do it. It can take 200 years until He find one man that will pray for it. He's not looking for the man that will do it. Are you with me? Yes. But the man that will pray for it. Because until that man prays for it, the person that will do it will not suffice, will not come forth. Amen? So, before, whenever God wants to wrought a great deliverance or revival, He looks for just one man, look for one man who will pray for it. And that's why I know that even at this age, God is looking for such men that will pray for all that we need. One man that will fast, one man that will come down, that will cry to God. The man that will call upon the name of the Lord. The man that will tarry in the presence of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God is looking for that man. For everything that we need. For everything that you need in your family. God is looking for a man. One man that will pray for it. One man that will ask God for it. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible told us in Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 31. He said, and I sought for a man among them. A man among them. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 to 31. And so I sought for a man among them who would make a war. Do you understand? The man that would break, that would make the war so that there would be access to their deliverance. Praise the name of the Lord. And stand in the gap before me and on behalf of the land. God is looking for a man. In this case that we are in every situation that we find ourselves, in every kind of of, of in kind of troubles, in kind of, of epidemic, in kind of famine, in kind of, of drought, in kind of sorrow, in the time of sicknesses, in the time of famine, God is looking for one man. It must be a man to stand in God. There is a man that will pray the desire, that will pray, that will pray the desire of men down. The Bible says, once man will shake the heads and the desire of all flesh shall come. But it will not come until one man comes to ask for it. Praise the name of the Lord. And the same way it will not come, it will not come, deliverance will not come until God finds the man that can cry to him. Praise the name of the Lord. So it has been the habit and the nature of God to seek a man that we ask for it. Until we, until we remove that portion from the scripture, it will still remain the same. God says in Matthew 7, 7, He said, ask and shall be given unto you. He said, seek you shall find and not that we open. So it, it has been, the responsibility has been placed upon us to keep asking God so He can give to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, He said, I look for a man that will stand on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I find no one. That is what the situation that we face in the world today. We are looking for revival. We are asking for revival. Yes, we are seeking, we are testing for a lot from God. We are seeking for the supernatural. But there are, there are no men who will stand in gap, who will pray, who will ask for it. Our generation has been cold. Our generation has only 
leveraging on the achievement of the past generation. Praise the name of the Lord. We just kept carrying the flag and the emblem. I said, I'm a Christian. We are Christian. I am in Tososo Parish. I'm this and that. I'm in this denomination. But my friend, we are just living on the glory of the past glory of the, of, of the past generation. God is looking for a man in our own generation that will cry. He's looking for me. He's looking for you. He's looking for not just one person. He's looking for as many of us who will represent different communities, different regions, I will represent different denominations, I will represent different groups, who will rise up, who will pray, I will represent different institutions, different organizations, men who will cry to God. God is looking for that man. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, therefore, in verse 31, that therefore I have poured out my indignation on them, see, because there was no man. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds, their deeds in their own heads, says the Lord God. Amen. The intensity of the calamity in the world today is the evidence of the prayerlessness of God's people. The intensity of the calamity in the world today is the evidence is an evidence of the prayerlessness of God's people. What we are facing, what the world is facing today, is an indicator. It shows that the church, the children of God, have been prayerless. Let's not deceive ourselves. Because if there is somebody who will stand in God, God said, this thing will not come. Are you with me? The Bible told us, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and turn from their wicked ways, said, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. So it is the, the, the sicknesses and the diseases, the infirmity that is ravaging the world today is, is, is an indication of the prayerlessness of the church. And when some of us get out to pray, we pray and miss. We pray competition prayer. We are praying denominational prayer. Hallelujah. When we see, when you hear noise, we have this church in this street, another one on the same street, five churches on the same street. What, why are they praying? You hear prayer, you hear voices, shout, what is it going on? We are praying, we are praying amiss. We are praying wrong prayer. We are praying selfish prayer. We are praying competitive prayer. We are praying denominational prayer. We are praying for our own laws. We are praying to consume things in our own laws. And now say, when you pray, when you ask God, we ask amiss. And that is why what we call, we have been calling prayer, is not prayer to start to say, yes, it's prayer, but it's selfish prayer. But that's not the prayer God wants us to pray. And that's why the nation and the entire community, they suffer because there is no one man who will cry to God, who will intercede, who will pray on behalf of the land. God is looking for a man that will pray for the land, not for the selfish prayers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to know that. No matter prophecy, no matter a prophecy or promises that have been given to you, even from the mouth of the Lord, it will, it may not come to pass until you ask God and pray for it. Amen. Amen. Prophecies and promises are based, they are, they are based, they are bathed in the pool of prayer to come into fulfillment. You bathe it in the pool of prayer. Prophecy. Prophecy and promises are bathed 
in the pool of prayer. You have to take it like you take a child into bath, into, into the bath to, to bath him and let him become clean and grow. That is the same way you nurture your prophecies and promises of God in the pool of prayer. It is in prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For example, Israel in Egypt. In Genesis chapter 15, God told Abraham, Say, Your sons, your children shall be in Israel, and they will be there for 400 years. Amen. And what happened? 400 years passed, and nothing happened. They still remain there. The time for their liberty and their release has come, but yet they were not released. Amen. Until it got to Exodus. And chapter 3, and the Lord told Moses, he met Moses, and he said, look, I have heard the cry of my people. This is when they began to cry. When they were there, enjoying the cucumbers and the garlics and onions and turkey, praise God. And then the trouble came, they did not yet know how to cry, praise God. But when they began to cry, suddenly, they began to cry to God. And when God heard their cry, the Lord told Moses, He said, I have heard the cry of my people. He said, Therefore, and I have come that I may deliver them. Praise the name of the Lord. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And have and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So God knew their sorrows. But until they cried to him, deliverance did not come. Moses was not sent to them. Praise the name of the Lord. I'll give you another example. When the Israelites were taken in bondage again to Babylon, when we check the book of Daniel chapter 9, Daniel chapter 9, In the first year of Darius, the son of Aserus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied in Jeremiah 21, 29, 25, verse 11. In Jeremiah 25, verse 11, Jeremiah had prophesied that the children of Israel would go to exile and they are supposed to spend a certain year, that is 70 years. Now listen, and he said, I understood by books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who gives his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandment, we have sinned. 
Now, the bottom line is that they have spent 70 years and they have not been released. Why? Because there was no man to ask for their release. Hallelujah. So in the whole world, in the whole generation, there is somebody that needs to ask for this thing. My friend, well, I don't know whatever you have been believing God for and you have not asked him. You are just, you are just wishing. You are just wishing. You are just believing. And you never open your mind. You have not tarried in prayer. This is the time to go into to go into serious prayer and ask God for it. Is it about your church? Is it about your ministry? Is it about your career? Is it about your promotion? Is it about your, uh, your education? Is it about your marriage? Is it about your relationship? Is it about your health? Is it about your finances? Whatever it is, you need a change. You want, a, you want an improvement. You need something radical to happen. My friend, you go into prayer. The Bible says the effective father prayer of the righteous man avails much. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah had prophesied that 70 years, but they have spent their 70 years, but nobody has. They were all believing, expecting, hoping that one day it's going to come. One day it will come. A generation has passed. They are still hoping. Many of us are hoping that this, that the nation will be okay. Our fathers have said it will be well, it will be well. Somebody said it will not be well. You say it will be well if there is a man that will cry, that will stand and will pray, the man that will ask for it. There must be a man to ask for it. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know that I came to realize that even till now. Jesus Christ would not have come unless somebody asked for it. Amen. Isaiah had prophesied unto us a child is unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, government shall be upon his shoulder. He had prophesied that a, a baby shall be with a child. Praise God. He has given us all these prophecies. And the whole of Israel, they were waiting for the Messiah to come. But the Messiah did not come. Sometimes it seems that God is they are like, maybe God is not answering this prayer. And then when, when, when Jesus Christ came, John the Baptist sent people to go and ask him, Are you the one that should come? Or should we expect another person? Praise the name of the Lord. But the real thing, the reality here is that they did not receive the Messiah until that time because there was nobody to pray for it. Amen. It is not enough to receive prophecy. It is not enough to receive promise of God. There is a need for somebody to ask for it. There is somebody to stand and ask God for what he has promised. Praise God. And you know that maybe Jesus Christ will have come at this our own age. If, if it is only at this age that we find a man that will ask for it. That will ask for that promise. My friend, check promises of God concerning your life promise of God concerning us and begin to ask for it. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to read for us in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 25. You can write down Luke chapter 2 verse 25 to verse 35 and then Luke chapter, 30, Luke chapter 2 verse 36 to 38. That is in one word chapter 2, verse 25 to verse 38. Now look at this. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, 
waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. Do you see that? That was the man, one of the two people that the Bible recorded, who have been interceding for Christ to come. They have, it was Christ came as a response to their prayer. Amen. Christ came at that age as a response to their prayer because many have been looking for the Messiah and unfortunately it seems that the Messiah will not come or is not coming. It's because they didn't ask for it. Now look at it. So he came by the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought him, that is the of Jesus Christ, brought him the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Because the prayer, holding Jesus Christ in his hand, was the response of his prayer. He has been interceding. He was the man who called forth Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He did that by his prayer. Prayer is so powerful. Can you imagine that somebody has to pray the Messiah to come? You see, if somebody, a man, human pray until Jesus Christ came. Hallelujah. That is so powerful. That's how powerful prayer is. You can use prayer to turn anything. You can use prayer to get anything, to get any of the promise and desire of God and your desire from God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at what, look at what this is. And he said to God, the man said to God, he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph, his mother, marveled at those things which were spoken of him. They were surprised. They didn't know what he was saying. But listen to me. It was not Mary or Joseph that prayed. Like I told you, it might not be the man that is praying that God wants to use. The Israelites had to pray, but God used Moses. Praise the name of the Lord. So who God wants to use is not the point. But who will pray it out is what matters. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this man prayed this out. God did not use his wife. He did not use him. Amen. But God used Mary. God found, but it is what matters and what is important is a man that will pray it out. When a man that prays it out is available, God will find a man that will carry out the instruction. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 64, verse 11, it says, From the east will I send the revenues, but a man to fulfill the purpose. Listen to me. God will send someone to fulfill the purpose when there is a man that can pray the purpose. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the Bible, so the Bible says they were they marvel. And they were wondering. Then Simon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, because he has been praying about it, said, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which should be spoken against. Yes, his word will pierce through your own soul also, that the, that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Now, verse 36, the second person. They were praying, two people were praying for this same thing to happen. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. 
and this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. See, for 85 years he was praying for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times, how many days you have you have prayed for that thing you are believing God for. Don't let any pastor or any preacher deceive you and say you have prayed, forget about it, and perfect. don't forget about it. Jesus Christ said, he said, ask until your joy is full. It's, that is the word of Jesus Christ. So most people don't believe a word until it comes from the mouth of Jesus. But this one came from the mouth of Jesus. He said, ask until your joy is full. He also told us in Luke chapter 18 verse 1, he said, to this end, he told them a parable, that man ought always to pray and not to faint. So you don't faint, pray. But after this woman, the daughter of Amnon, prayed for if of that 85 years, if I didn't go, she didn't go home. She became a professional priest. She just made it a job. She just remained in the temple. No husband, no child. She just just said, praying. She was praying for the Lord to come. Hallelujah. And coming in, that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. For those who are looking, this is the man that is praying for them. They are looking. They are just looking and waiting. But nobody was praying. Praise the name of the Lord. That is how powerful prayer is. The disciples also prayed. In Mark chapter 16, the Lord told them, He said, This sign that all them that believe. But when they go to Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the Bible says, And then verse 29, and then Peter prayed to God and prayed the same thing that Jesus Christ has told them that this time will follow them that believe. They had to pray it again. He said, Oh Lord, that you will stretch out your hands and do wondrous miracles. In the name of your holy son, servant Jesus Christ. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they were filled with boldness. And they began to preach again. And signs and wonders began to happen. Hallelujah. Now I want just to I want to encourage you today that prayer is a key to everything. Maybe you have given up. Maybe you have gone to sleep. Maybe you have tried to rest. My friend, it's not time to rest. It is not over until it is over, until you finish the battle. Don't give up. Don't, gang, don't hang your shield. Don't hang your sword. Keep the fight going until your breakthrough comes. Are you believing God for your healing? Don't accept the situation. Don't give up. Don't, don't, don't think that this is how God wants me to be. No, 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 no. God wants to ask until your joy is full. What do you do? Keep on pushing. Push means pray until something happens. Hallelujah. Praise God bless you God. in the name of Jesus Christ.